Hey everyone, I'm Jacob. I'm Gabriel. I'm Aranya. We're the intellectuals. These are the issues. Let's get right into it. Hello, and welcome to the newest episode, the third episode of the Intellectuals Presents Tackling the Issues uh, podcast. And here we have questions to answer and answers to question. Today's topic of conversation will be stem cells. Stem cells, how are they created? What are the moral implications of using them? And also, what are their uses? What do we know about stem cells around here? Uh, so to start off, what exactly are stem cells? Um, there's a lot of controversy about this topic, but in general, at the beginning, they seem to be a very good idea. Uh, there exist some cells in the human body which uh, can differentiate, which means convert into many different types of cells. Uh, for example, uh, blood cells, uh, bone marrow cells, uh, tissue cells, uh, organ cells, all there, and these specific types of cells are called stem cells. And uh, initially, there was an idea to harvest these stem cells and use them to produce any type of cell in the human body. And this was a major breakthrough at the time because we realized that we could produce any type of cell, especially those which are difficult to produce, such as um, neurons in the brain and in the spinal cord, as well as uh, cells which get damaged through diseases such as cancer, such as blood cells uh, when you have leukemia. And uh, Jacob, I was hoping you could tell us the difference between embryonic and adult stem cells. Um, embryonic cells have the ability to differentiate into any, any type of cell, while adult stem cells are limited to the ones around them. But in terms of stem cells, I have a, have a very different approach. Because if I can just sim outline and keep in mind that this is uh, um, overs oversimplifying everything, this is, they help in increasing understanding of how diseases occur. They help in regenerative medicine, uh, generate healthy cells to replace diseased cells. They can help us test for new drugs for, test new drugs for safety and effectiveness without um, inducing risk to any other live being. It can even be used potentially for therapeutic cloning, um, which is also called somatic cell nuclear transfer which is a technique to create versatile stem cells independent of fertilized eggs. Now, all of these advancements and benefits, and some people are still tempted to disregard this approach due to the negatives, um, which most say that we should not mess with human life or that humans should not be trying to play God. Now, I personally have different, I have um, counter arguments to this, but I'd like to hear um, your opinions about this. So, of course, stem cells on the surface sound like the solution to many issues, many diseases, especially in the central nervous system where it's significantly more difficult for cell reproduction. However, there are two issues, not just the uh, playing of God uh, issue. It's the whole religion, and it's pretty difficult to get into religion and actually tackle it, but... Embryonic stem cells are taken uh, four to five days after fertilization, and is that a point where a human life is created? And do does that human life, does that human entity have uh, rights and um, responsibilities to exist? Does it have a right to exist? 
and also uh, by using embry uh, embryonic stem cells and adult stem cells and various stem cells, there gives the risk of uh, cancer due to rapid uh, lack of Hayflick limit. Uh, personally, I feel like the situation with uh, the right to life and the uh, question of when exactly is a child born, these are very qualitative issues and difficult to uh, find pro uh, produce exact scientific data for. Whereas for the cancer issue, I believe that uh, we'll be able to tackle that more efficiently. For example, a recent study uh, by the uh, American uh, Association for Doctors and Nurses has found that finding uh, using stem cells in uh, rats and trying to use them to regenerate diseases does regenerate uh, certain non um, regenerable diseases such as Alzheimer's in rats. Um, it was induced Alzheimer's, but it was still Alzheimer's. But it also, in about 40% of the population uh, tested, produced cancer, which clearly shows that at this moment in time, uh, stem cells are not a viable treatment because we don't want to erase one evil just to produce another, which is possibly, probably uh, even worse. So personally, I feel that at their current state, stem cells should not be used in research despite their great uh, promise and great, yeah. But then I could argue if they're not ready to be used um, and the research is the only way where we can advance these um, these tools, then we should be using as much research as possible into developing these to become viable and useful. So, of course, the whole con concept of the research would involve using stem cells, whether adult, embryonic, uh, to you know, to uh, advan make advancements in research and have treatment. Of course, the issue is, is when do a ball of cells become a person? Is it after the four to five days? Is it, is, is it before the four to five days? And it can't really be said when a, an entity such as the growth, uh, the growth of an embryo becomes sentient. So... Uh, this was why George George Bush vetoed the stem cell bill in uh, 2001 and made policies that restricted federal funding to stem cell research. And this seems to be a trend among, uh, especially in America, among Republican um, lawmakers. Um, I'd also like to put a bit of perspective into developing into this new research, like, undiscovered territory um you could say you could, you could just point back to an example of history which were the invention and development of trains at first people thought that a human was not meant to go faster than riding on a horse people thought that the human body would not survive going that fast and yet decades later here we are and we have planes flying across the sky we're in space i just feel like throughout time change is always necessary and even if it might have some negatives, there's, there's always going to be costs incurred whenever you try to push forward technology. I just feel like it's necessary, as in every case. Uh, personally, on the topic of stem cells, there's a major argument for uh, against sorry, stem cells, which many lawmakers, especially in uh, Republican lawmakers in the United States, like to use, which is we are not to play God. And while I believe that this is correct to a certain extent, the fact of the matter is that 
humans have been playing God for thousands of years. If we weren't allowed to have doctors or nurses or anything, then we would die from simple diseases like bronchitis or um, malaria, uh, malaria or fever. And indeed, millions of people die around, from malaria around the world every year. But we're trying everything in our power to stop this and in effect play God because if that is the argument, then clearly we should have died from a disease which we incurred. I believe that the playing God argument is a very weak one. So that's why I personally believe more research must be put into stem cells. And in terms of the aspect of when something becomes alive, like as to what Gabriel referred earlier, I suppose you could say that it's a trade-off for one life or another, but I'd argue that it's better to save a life that has already had experience and is linked with other lives and has an impact rather than something that hasn't yet sort of had developed anything that has this may sound harsh, but no sort of experience or any relevance to anyone else. Just if, if you'd rather save a life, you should rather save someone's life than save, potentially save someone else's. I think the one with the most experience should be the one to be saved. See, this is obviously a very difficult ethical question. It's not one that we can so easily uh, understand and discuss because then it gets into territory of abortion at what point does it become does it become fair and uh, I think that it uh, the benefits of stem cells really the benefits and the wonders that it does for the central nervous system and repairing uh, areas of the brain because adult stem cells can only go so far and while the extraction of adult stem cells is significantly less uh, significantly less controversial. It still it still states that um, it still does not is not as effective at uh, combating certain. Diseases. So that's why diseases in the central nervous system where neur where neurons can actually um, uh, can actually not undergo mitosis. So making uh, embryonic stem cells significantly more useful since they can differentiate into whatever cells need around them. But there is a third option, relatively new, which we are currently studying, and they're called induced pluripotent stem cells. So for those who don't know, pluripotent uh, means that they can differentiate into any type of cell, not just one specific type of cell. And this is very, very important as induced means that we take uh, adult stem cells and then uh, treat them with uh, viral genes or um, specific types of genes from embryonic stem cells in order to turn them into embryonic stem cells which means that uh, not only do we have uh, not only do we not have to extract embryonic stem cells but we can also produce adult stem cells from live donors uh, who are alive and who will not be affected in any major way so clearly this is uh, much better and so far, uh, there, there is some success. They have been used for dev drug development and uh, developmental studies. Uh, and moreover, the information they learned from reprogramming into embryonic stem cells uh, has been transferable for in vivo therapies, which means that um, so far in the testing phase, uh, damage and disease cells have been cured almost entirely using pluripotent stem cells. And it's just another aspect that if we were never allowed to research stem cells in the first place, then we would never have moved on to these better new technologies. So I just don't see the argument against using stem cells in any case, even if it may have some ethical implications to some. And with all the new therapies constantly being discovered 
due to stem cells, it really is only a matter of time before stem cells are becoming more widely used. However, uh, how is, is there an effective way to combat the moral argument? Not really. So that still needs to be discussed and further. I guess you, you were never really going to be able to convince everyone as these are tied to moral and religious beliefs. And if we ever try to impose ours on other people's, uh, the product end result is never going to be good. At the end of the day, as science advances and as we become a more effective and more efficient society, there will be fewer and fewer arguments against using stem cells. Perhaps, who knows where development will go in the future. Perhaps we'll be able to completely transform adult stem cells into embryonic stem cells without uh, having, uh, without in vitro fertilization. What if uh, in vitro, it might even work in live human subjects. It may even work um, for, it may even be stored, it may be worked in animals, and for example, zebrafish, for a fact, are currently used uh, for research in uh, stem cells uh, because they have a transparent body, and so they're able to, we're able to f physically see the effect that they have. So if it's already working in animals, then surely in the future it will work for humans. Personally, I believe as time goes on, uh, as science advances, we'll be able to uh, use stem cells more efficiently, there will be fewer arguments against it, and hopefully we'll be able to cure diseases that today seem incurable, like cancer, like Alzheimer's, and, and the such. Okay, so I think uh, that'll do a wrap on our third episode. Um, uh, another good one with still more to discuss. Uh, we're the intellectuals and we're done here.